Hey there, action fans. Welcome to Ethan on Action. I'm your host, Ethan Bowden, joined here by Peter. Let's talk No Time to Die. Let's do it. You saw it yourself, correct? Yep. With your wife? Yeah. She watched it. She, uh, she yeah, even she enjoyed it, even though it was, uh, Probably long-winded for her, a little hard for mm. her to understand. Mm. Yeah, I saw it twice. The I saw it with friends on the previous to opening night. Mm-hmm. And second time, saw it with my dad over Thanksgiving. Yeah. So what did you think of it? I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm going to say middle-of-the-pack type of a Craig, Daniel Craig movie for me. Uh, little, I had little pacing issues with it. I, there, there were parts of it where I felt it kind of dragged. The, I could feel the running time. So get this. I actually rewatched the Connery movies after, mm-hmm. and those were actually faster paced than No Time to Die. Really, eh? <laughs> like, no, Dr. No was faster paced than No Time to Die. Mm-hmm. I'm joking. They're similar pace. It <laughs> felt like a Connery movie. Um, the way it started, too, because if you watch the original Bond movies, they, that whole opening action set piece doesn't happen until Goldfinger. Because prior to that, it's usually uh, showing what the villains are doing, like an assassin killing somebody. Oh, so this went w- way back. Yeah, so yeah. It went that. back to that style. Because in the old movies, Bond doesn't even show up till like half hour in. Mm-hmm. And Christopher Nolan kind of took that and applied it to Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the opening, though. They, it, it felt like a horror movie. It had like that. You could have seen what the Carrie would have done like with the, the It series. like with, Yeah. With that kind of sequence that he put together. And it, it was... That's kind of like his specialty, Kerry Fukunaga. Yeah. He's really good at making it seem like nature is about to engulf whoever's in that frame. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's that sequence, and then later on in the, uh, the in Norway, mm-hmm. in the forest in Norway. Yeah, yeah. The, the fog. Uh, oh, man, that was beautifully shot. That, I, I love that. The cinematography, the, the color palette, everything. just And, and the stunts and everything. It just it, Everything felt realistic in, in that sequence. To me. It's a really good-looking movie, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I still claim that Skyfall is the best looking movie due to the Roger, Roger Deakins. Um, I would say probably On Her Majesty's Secret Service is second. Um, this is up there. This is probably like top five. Yeah. Best looking Bond movies. Yeah. Gorgeous. It was gorgeous. So what did you think of it as a, like, I'm probably a bigger Bond fan than you are, but yeah. you're still a Bond fan. Nevertheless. Yeah. I'm, I'm more modern. Like I watch Bond when I, uh, when, since I was born basically. So uh, Timothy Dalton was my first Bond. Right. And so I've only seen really anything after that. I've mm-hmm. I've never really gone back and revisited Marge, Roger Moore or Sean mm. Connery. So so did you love this movie uh, as a fan? No Time to Die. Yes, I, yes, yes. No, I didn't love it. You didn't I, love it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed. I really loved certain aspects and certain scenes of yeah. it. Yeah, but yeah. The, for the most part, it I it I felt it dragged a little. Yeah, it, I was really like I still am very conflicted about this movie because when I left the theater there's a lot of things that I loved about it mm-hmm. and there's things that I just flat out didn't care for. Mm-hmm. On second viewing I definitely appreciate it more or on rewatch of the Connor movies I appreciate it more like there's a lot of direct references to Dr. No which is interesting. Uh the whole Jamaican sequence how he meets with Felix Slater that happens in Dr. No. <laughs> yeah. And even the whole final sequence is almost a mirror to Dr. No's final sequence. <laughs> the whole final sequence is like every like Bond trope almost kind of like it's a private island or like, mm. you know, a fortress that you have to go to. It's like an Austin, almost like everything that Austin Powers was <laughs> uh, parodying and everything. <laughs> I, I think what I'm, I think what bothers me about No Time to Die is I, I don't see a reason to ever revisit it. Mm-hmm. That's what bothers me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know you watched it twice. I I feel like I I would 
be, I don't. I, I don't really want to sit through another one. I'll admit, I, I am. The pacing wasn't as bad the second time. Mm-hmm. Um, where the pacing still drags is the third act, like mm-hmm. the beginning of the third act. Mm-hmm. That whole bond meeting with Safin and yeah. the daughter go, <laughs> going off, and I think my problem would was it um, with Safin himself, like. I totally understood his motivation at the beginning where like, he's taking out Spectre. Yeah. But then his take over the world kind of thing after, like that just, that didn't jive with me. And that's where I like kind of just really lost interest, even though it was a big finale coming up. It's just not very clear. <laughs> yeah. I, his motivation, his explanation of why he's doing it. That's, I don't know. And spoiler <laughs> alert, um, I hope everybody watched this movie, but spoiler alert, um, just the whole final sequence, how uh, he's with Bond's daughter. And he just lets her runs off and he leaves with his guards. <laughs> he's like, oh, she's too much trouble. Yeah. But then he leaves with his guards. Like, you're assuming he's going on, like, a submarine or helicopter or something. Then he comes back, like, by himself. <laughs> where, are all, where are all his guards? <laughs> he's like, who, who are you faking out? Are you faking out the audience? Or... <laughs> and he got beaten, like, pretty easily. Well, he beat Bond, too, though. Did yeah, he, Did he want to get beaten? Because, you know, he wants to take down Bond. Sure. Yeah, he beat him with his mind, with the whole nettlebots. <laughs> Cause like, was he in love with um, what's her name? Sorry, the uh, Madeline. Madeline. Like, was he in love with <laughs> Madeline? He like, says he was. Yeah, it's kind of so weird. Is that the, his real motivation? Is that he wants to get the bond because Bond is her true love kind of thing? Or? Well, wasn't he trying to kill her when he had his henchmen be like, "You need to drink, drink the tea." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> drink tea now. <laughs> That's exactly I, what he sounds like. I, I don't really get it. <laughs> Listen, Remy Malik did what he could with the role. He did the whole non-blinking thing, which is from Donald Pleasance from You Only Live Twice mm-hmm. when he played Blowfield. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, Bond actually took that. Like, Daniel Craig took that himself and applied it to Bond in Casino Royale. Does he not blink in that? He does, but very rarely. Like, really? most okay. of the time, he's just kind of, like, glares with those piercing <laughs> blue eyes. God, beautiful. <laughs> genius. <laughs> Absolute genius. Um, let me make this clear. Like, for the longest time, I still hold to heart Timothy Dalton's my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Personally, he still is. But when you lay out all your cards on the table, Daniel Craig's the best, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just can't deny that. Yeah. Fantastic actor. And that's that's the one thing, well, one of many things I appreciate about this movie is that they gave him a proper arc with um, emotional consequences and things that he had to care for. And they made it, and it was funny, too. Yeah. It, was it was a pretty funny movie compared to, like, all the other ones. Yeah, if you're going to compare it to, like, the last movie. Yeah. Or, yeah. But they finally found that balance because Spectre tried to be Roger Moore movie, which is so weird because the movie was so dark. It was so off-putting. Mm-hmm. But this one, they managed to balance it. It felt like watching Parasite, to be honest with you. <laughs> with the tonal shifts. <laughs> Funny enough, I, I think I, I remember when I messaged you about uh, the last duel with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon movie. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I, that movie has a very similar tone to this. And I feel like ever since Parasite won Best Picture, every movie is trying to, Hollywood's trying to play catch up to Korean cinema. And all the movies are like that now. They're like serious and jokey and then serious. And That's jokey. what you do, man. You're a studio head. You see what wins. <laughs> you see what's got that, you know, the zeitgeist. <laughs> but it you works. You copy it. But it works. <laughs> So all in all, I, I found the narrative arc satisfying. I felt Bond's death was earned. And how surprised were you that it that they went for it? They they, they I was went pretty there. surprised. <laughs> it's I never was, happened. <laughs> I know. I, I was definitely surprised. Like, you know, kudos to them for trying yeah. something new. 
it, it seems like um you're listening to everyone else like podcast about it like it seems like a daniel craig decision that yeah. he, he wanted this he wanted like an out where he he can't come back <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um and some other youtuber i think it was a youtuber that pointed out because you know how a lot of people were like well, he could still live. He just will never see Madeline ever again. <laughs> but then uh, this YouTuber, I think his wife pointed out, it's it's not only that. It's if he visits someone, then they visit Madeline. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it could still pass on because it's in the, the nanobots are in him forever. Nanobots. Damn it. <laughs> what am I watching? So Metal, Gear, Metal Gear Solid 4? <laughs> nanobots <laughs> explains everything? I'm telling you, that's where they got that plot from. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's talk about what we what we are really designed for. How do you feel about the action in this movie? Um, I like that they they went really practical with most of the effects and and the, all the car stunts and everything like that. So I enjoyed that aspect. Um, but nothing really wowed me. Like nothing like got me out of my seat. And, no, like, it, I gotta rewatch this right away. No, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately. Like uh, my favorite sequence overall is uh, Anna Darmus's scene. Okay, yeah. Um. But even then, it was so short. Like, I wanted so much more. And I really, really hope that she can get, like, a spinoff or, you know, an Amazon Prime spinoff or something like that, you know? Arguably, that's probably the best scene. It's the most enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's got the most comedy and yeah. Yeah, it's the most humorous. That's my whole... The, the, the whole sequence was my favorite. The only thing I don't like about that scene, because it has a problem that came over from Spectre, because in, in Spectre, when Bond has gunfights, it's like he's in super easy mode. He's just kind of walking calmly, just shooting everybody. <laughs> well, that's like a no classic Bond, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we never really enjoyed that from a rational perspective. No. Before. It's still a great scene. Uh, I I really enjoyed the Matera part, mm-hmm. the whole okay. car chase. Uh, that that part where he, um, real stunt motorcycle, like, oh, goes off that that's ramp. That's gorgeous. Like, even though I've seen, okay, that's the one thing I yeah. can probably rewatch. Yeah. Even though I've seen it so many times in the trailer, it's, it's such a gorgeously shot and well played out and planned out like stunt both times i saw that sequence in theaters the audience would hold their breath mm-hmm. when the motorcycle goes up everybody's like <gasps> amazing um even and- like um i'm pretty sure it's probably not that practical but just that little sequence right at the beginning where uh the car's coming towards him and then he ducks behind that little barrier yeah runs right over how how practical is that? Because I know it probably isn't. It's probably CGI car or whatever, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. it looks really cool. I think he's CGI, but the stunt's real. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it probably yeah. is practical, but you have to gain enough speed. But there's so many factors that yeah. can that result in cool. death. <laughs> Do you like that henchman guy with the bionic guy? <laughs> yeah. Um, me and uh, my buddy, Anise, you friend of the show, you know Anise. Yeah. We both feel that he is the real villain of the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's the most mem- memorable one. And he's also like the technical final confrontation mm-hmm. at the top of the stairs. Uh, and I liked how he was, uh, well, first of all, I, li- I like the actor himself. He's actually a real life Muay Thai kickboxer. Oh, yeah? Which is cool. Um, the only thing I didn't like, <laughs> again, this is just me being an action nitpicking annoying prick here, <laughs> how easily Bond matched with him, uh, fit, like hand to hand. Like he beats him pretty easily, <laughs> like all, all two times. <laughs> Meanwhile, when he fights um, Logan Ash, the CIA guy, that smiling guy, <laughs> Billy Magnuson. <laughs> yeah, Billy Magnuson. He that guy kicks Bond's ass like pretty easily. God, that guy really has the perfect like villain face. He's, I'm sorry, Billy. You're you're I'm sure you're an awesome guy, <laughs> and you know you're. But man, you you play a douche a douche douche very douche. well. <laughs> well, you know he plays Polly Walnuts, right? Yeah. 
I, I've heard it. Did you yeah. watch? I haven't Same watched thing? it yet, but I've heard. It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good <laughs> pretty impression. Good. <laughs> pretty good impression. I enjoyed it. Yep. Um, but, okay, of course, we got to touch on the Wonder. The Wonder at the end. Yep. Okay, yeah, I'm not, I don't want to take be a Kerry Fukunaka movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to take too much away from it. I, I, I think it's pretty damn cool. Mm-hmm. It's just, it pales in comparison to the Wonder Inspector. Mm-hmm. It pales in comparison to the parkour in Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. It pales to Kerry Fukunaga's own Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, out in my head, I was. I didn't want to, but I was comparing it because it was like a lot of like guns and everything. Yeah. I was comparing it to hard boiled, the hospital sequence, right. Wonder kind of, yeah. which is unfair to the movie. But yeah, I, I felt the same way. I was a little, well, I wasn't really wowed by anything. I, you know, great achievement technically, but nothing really special that, or nothing stood out really. Okay. Let's break it down. Let's, um, let's start off with the action. How would you rate the action out of 10 on this movie? Uh, I would probably go with a six. Oh, that's pretty generous. Yeah. Oh, is that generous for you? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to be like 6%. 4.5, I'd okay. say. Okay. I'd say it's... It just... None of it... Like, like you said, none, none of it wows me. Let's move on to story. What? What? How would you rate the story out of 10? I enjoyed the... F- very much two-thirds of the story. Everything leading up to the finale. So everything where he's taking out Spectre, um, Madeline's backstory, everything like that. The Cuba sequence was great. Billy Magnuson yeah. being a douche. <laughs> uh, so I really enjoyed that as a story-wise. If I just rated that first yeah, part, it was probably like an eight. Okay. But then when I put in the finale, that takes it down to a six again for me. So Yeah, I would... Okay, I, I still find the story pretty satisfying, that arc, mm-hmm. the storyline, and how Bond meets his end with the nanobots and how he didn't had a daughter he didn't know about. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people found it weird how Bond is just like... Uh, I don't, you betrayed me. I don't trust you. And he just abandons Madeline. <laughs> I think it's believable. No, it's believable because they always every, relate everything back to Vesper. Right? Yeah, so, considering his background, yeah, right? And yeah. what he's gone through. Yeah. Um, I would give the story a 7.5 out of 10. Okay. I think it's pretty solid, pretty legit. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's talk. Can, wait, can we, can we just touch on um, Blofeld in this? Okay, okay. How did you feel about that se- sequence? Like, I thought it's so the way he died was kind of like very, I don't know. It's it, it felt so set up and, but I love it, like the, the actual shots of him like getting out of the cell and getting like getting put into that thing. But then there's an opening. Like anyone can get to him. <laughs> He's the most dangerous person in the world, but you leave him an opening. <laughs> yeah. so, I I like the suspense of that because you knew Bond's right hand had the nano machines, mm-hmm. and Daniel Craig really played it up. If you noticed when you watch the scene, he's like constantly waving his right hand at him. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just I, I felt it was a little contrived the way like Blofeld just had to egg him on to touch him. Like, yeah. That part like that felt so contrived to me, but just blame just blame all the bad parts of the script on Phoebe Waller Green. No. <laughs> she added the humor, bro. <laughs> no, she did a great job. She no. really added a lot to it. I yep. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed Natasha Lynch as 007 mm-hmm. and Bond. I mm-hmm. quite a Lashana bit. Lashana Lynch. What's her name? Lashana Lynch, I believe. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Natasha <laughs> Lashana Lynch. Get her uh, name right. Jeez. She was really good. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to look it up right now. You better. Lashana Lynch. Show some damn respect. Let's see. No time to die. You know, I I got a little feels in my heart when uh, Felix Slater died. I yeah, he's he's a little bit different than this than every other movie. He's so like 
you know, playful in this. Lashana Lynch. Let's see. Rabbi Malik. Lashana. La Lashana Lynch. Yeah. Lashana. Yeah. Get it Lashana. right now. <laughs> Lashana. So Natasha Lynch was really good in this movie. <laughs> her her bantering back and forth with Bond is really good. Double mm-hmm. O what? <laughs> Except for the part where she's like, I relinquish 007. Let him have it or whatever. That was the best part. <laughs> yeah. That was the best part. He's going to die as 007. Men rule. <laughs> Zeppelin rules. Could you see her getting like a spinoff or something? Because you know like Amazon's like purchased. Yeah. Right? So... They probably want to... Probably. They would probably do that. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing that... I want her and uh, Anna Darmus to, like, team up or something. Like, get them together. (laughs) Just more Anna Darmus. Yeah, because you can't have one female lead. They're not strong enough. You need two. (laughs) You need two. (laughs) (laughs) We're sexist here at Ethan and I. (laughs) Hello, JK. But uh, the one thing... Studios. There is one thing that I really want to touch on that bothered me on first viewing and second viewing. Bond's age really bothers me. Explain. Well, he's like 50 and he looks 50. <laughs> and uh, um, Madeline and Safin, they're supposed to be around my age, if not younger. Mm-hmm. I think like 32, 33. And that whole opening sequence is, what, 94 or 96 or 98? One of those years. Did it go that far back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, she was like 12. He was like 14. Then it just goes like a few years later to 2006 when Vesper dies and she's like 23 and Bond is like 38. Yeah, he's not 38. No, he's 38 in I don't know, Casino Royale. How old do you think Bond or Daniel Bond- Craig looked in Casino Royale? I thought he was like he looked five. He looked. Th- yeah, I'd say maybe 35, 36, yeah. mid-30s. Okay. But his character was 38. <laughs> and... <laughs> So basically, during the opening sequence, when they were kids, Bond was like 30, <laughs> kicking around somewhere. Nah. <laughs> yeah, and now he looks like a 60-year-old. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit awkward, especially when you know it starts with that sequence, and then it shows Vesper's grave, and they had to say it's 2006. Yeah. They could have said it was like 2012. <laughs> it doesn't have to be accurate. <laughs> playing with the timeline. I know. They, they could totally play with it. It, just, it, it made it a little bit awkward because even my dad, after a second viewing with my dad, he was like, he loved the movie. He, he actually loved it. Mm-hmm. He, it was one of his favorite bonds, but he, even he was like, eh, it's a little weird how this old guy is kind of like hanging around with young people and getting involved in their affairs. Like, <laughs> does he have like other things to do? <laughs> He's retired, so he is old. <laughs> it's a little weird. He's retired. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. I find it awkward. Mm-hmm. But overall, enjoyable movie. I don't love it. Mm-hmm. And another thing I want to touch on is I really do hope they go back to the episodic format of Bond. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm wishing that they do for the next iteration of this. Yeah, because even even the Craig era movies, the best ones are the ones that are their own episodic thing. Mm-hmm. The ones that don't relate to anyone else. Casino Royale. Well... That but they keep going back to Vesper. No, they don't. <laughs> Skyfall doesn't go. Skyfall is not connected to Casino whatsoever. You can see it in his character. No, no, no. Skyfall is his own thing. It's not connected to any of them. It's the ones that connect back to Casino. Suck. <laughs> Quantum, obviously. Spectre, yeah. And then this one's a bit weaker. But I get it. They they want to give him that send off. That whole. It's over. It's all over. Are they setting a president now? They're like. Now all bonds have to die after you're you're done. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing too. That's such a trope that's getting old. Mm-hmm. Like heroes dying. 
Well, can't heroes just ride off into the sunset? No. Like, Iron Man has to die. (laughs) Bond's going to die. Batman's going to die. People don't understand, man. They're going to see another Bond, and they're like, where's Daniel Craig? (laughs) Well, actually, no. Batman had a happy ending. I forgot. (laughs) Dark Knight Rises. Oh, speaking of Batman, we'll talk about him there. We will. So next up, let's talk about Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Oh. (laughs) We watched that together. Yeah. Woo. Uh, (laughs) What do you think? Go on. (laughs) Um, well, it flew by. I gotta say that. It yeah, it was flew only by. like an hour 30? It felt like an hour. <laughs> just yeah. everything just moved way too fast. <laughs> way too fast. For Full me disclosure, it's not a good movie whatsoever. No, not, not a good movie. It's not a very good movie, but it's one of those so good it's bad? Is that, or so bad it's good? So bad it's good? Is that one of those? <laughs> I, I think it could fall in that category. Yeah. I, I still had a good time with it. Oh, yeah. Like, like, it's, oh. it's definitely entertaining because there's no way you're taking your eye off the screen because you'll miss everything if you do for a like, second. Tom Hardy just overacting all the time. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's two of them in like a rom-com. Like this is his Eddie voice. <laughs> oh, hey, what's going on? <laughs> oh, we're going to get carnage. <laughs> That's his normal voice. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and Venom, hi, Eddie, my buddy. <laughs> Yo, a loser. Still, we two Venom movies, and there's not been a good action sequence at all. No. 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 Who would you blame that on? Blame it on the director or just the whole team? Or do they just not care about action, really? They're like, let's focus on character only. Mm, probably second unit director overall. The thing is... Both movies um, fall prey to this. Mm-hmm. Both movies like ignore physics. <laughs> like the, when they move, they literally have no weight to them. Because even Roger Ebert complained about the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He was saying that Spider-Man, CGI Spider-Man had no weight. Yep. Kind of true. I don't fully agree with him, but I, I get his point because it applies to so much more movies nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, he was just ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. And that's why if you notice all these Spider-Man movies after one, they, they focused on him landing like a human being. Like on buildings. But there's a lot. All right. Let me try to unpack what makes <laughs> Venom let me, that let, let there be carnage so weird and kind of pretty bad. <laughs> Scenes are like on average, like 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, it's like, everything feels so rushed. Yeah. Like they're just speeding through their lines. They're, yeah. Know. It's like, oh, I got to visit him in jail. Oh, you made my favorite. <laughs> Yeah, everyone's on coke, man. Yeah. And Carnage. Oh, I can find my wife. Oh, I'll help you. Uh, even Michelle Williams is on coke. Yeah. Eddie, what's wrong with you? Uh. The editing is really You're fast. sexy, Venom. You're sexy. Well, let me ask you this. Is this his first movie, Any Circus, as a director? As a director, yes. I it, believe is? it is? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously he's a lot more experienced than me, but I'm just going to use myself as an example. When I did my first short or feature or whatever film thing, right? A sense of rhythm and pacing and editing was not established at all. So generally, as like a first-time filmmaker, where you're like putting it together, it's just off because you're just not used to it, right? You're not used to seeing the full picture just yet. Mm-hmm. So that could be to blame. Could You could blame on the editor, maybe, yeah. the, maybe on the producer. Yeah. It's pretty crazy that he got this big of a project to as his first foray into directing. But, you know... He, with his resume, you know, he I guess, you know, he's Maybe. built up a, enough of a resume or portfolio to, to actually get this type of project, I guess. It could also be rushed, too, because a lot of these movies, um, when they hi- by the time they hire a director, mm-hmm. most of it's already done. Yeah. 
So keep in mind, like it could have been he just came yeah, in. It's and, almost like directed by committee or yeah, committee. It could be that right, too. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It's but unfortunate. Andy Serkis playing Venom. <laughs> Can we see that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's rate. Or he should have actually been Carnage. <laughs> the one thing I do like about um, this storyline is <laughs> it's a rom com. <laughs> Oh, it's a rom-com. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> it's, I it's, it's love rom-coms. Funny. It's pretty hilarious. It's it's a lovely rom-com, especially the part where they break up and Venom like, goes clubbing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He's trying to find a rebound. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, infecting a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. I didn't real. I forgot I'm that. Pretty sure they all died. <laughs> That's what happens, right? When you they die, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because you have to find like a symbiotic host, oh. otherwise he kills you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, rate uh, venom. <laughs> rate venom out of ten. Wait, right we got to talk about the the whole ending though. Oh yeah. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Universe changing. Yeah, when that happened, I turned. I turned to you. Remember in the theater? I was like, yeah. "That was the best part of the movie." Yeah, it was the best part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's worth the uh, money now. <laughs> I don't think it was even directed by. It was, I think them. it was, but he got like a lot of notes from, oh, okay. from what I read. Like they had to like go back and reshoot it, and yeah, because okay. I think they were like negotiating the whole thing through the whole actual shoot of the movie itself. So right, yeah, okay. So again, spoilers. Um, yeah, universe changes. He's in the MCU now. Yeah, but is he now in MCU or is it more Spider-Man coming out of the MCU? No, I, I, I think he's in MCU. So he might be in No Way Home then? Yeah. <laughs> Which is looking like it's going to be the biggest movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I know, bigger than Endgame. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> You're getting, pulling people from like different universes and movies and franchises. Damn. That is crazy. You think Hugh Jackman's going to show up even though he keeps saying he's not? Probably. That would be <laughs> so sick. Oh, can we get like James Martin's Cyclops in there too? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Just pulling everyone. All right, how we should rate Venom as a movie at a time. <laughs> um God, this is hard to rate. It's fraud. Uh entertaining. Uh, I'm gonna give it a, I guess a five. I'll give it a five. Go with your heart. Yeah. A I'll five. Give it a five out of ten. I'll give it a six point five. Yeah. Like, as a pure movie itself, it's probably like a three or a four. Mm-hmm. But I'll give it an extra point. It's, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like it's in the same universe as the first Ghost Rider with Nicolas Cage <laughs> and Ben Affleck's Daredevil <laughs> is what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Now, let's touch on Bond a little bit, only because Tom Hardy's in this. I know a lot of people are, like, clamoring for... For Tom Hardy to be Tom, Bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and a lot of people have moved on from Idris Elba because they say he's older now because he's, older, like, 49. Yeah. But, I mean, Tom Hardy's 44. <laughs> He's got a younger looking face, I guess. Like, he's not young either. <laughs> if anything, they should like enough of the Tom Hardy as Bond thing. Tom Hardy should be a Bond villain. Mm-hmm. He's perfect as the villain. I I I don't want like a big established guy to be Bond. I want someone that's on the come up or yeah. you know, that someone has a little bit, you know, a couple of credits to his resume or whatever, but you know, the that they could make the role his own. You? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Next Asian bald bond. <laughs> um, I'm all I'm all for. Wait, back up. Just gonna touch on Tom Hardy again. Hit. Did you watch the Capone movie? No, I didn't watch it either. But Tom Hardy's playing a bond villain in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> With the disfigured face and all the makeup and the way he's talking, okay, <laughs> <laughs> make him the villain. Um, I'm, I'm still going. With, I, I'm gonna my ride or die is uh, Henry Cavill's Bond. I want him to be Bond. 
Because I read all the books as a kid. When I picture in my mind, mm-hmm. it's Timothy Dalton and, and Henry Cavill. You know how they have like similar looks? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want That should be my bond. Okay. I don't even know who I would choose. Like I um, listen to the Ringer podcast, but I, yeah. I kind of – it kind of piqued my interest. Like what? one of the guys was saying uh, Henry Golding. If yeah, You're yeah, going to go like I the whole that. diverse way. Henry Golding, not bad. He's got the look. I you know he, I guess, can do action. I didn't really see Snake Eyes, but that was a disappointment. Well, he's technically but, British. Yeah, he's British, too. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. yeah. That might be kind of interesting, but I'm sure there's a lot of other prospects out there that uh, we're not touching on. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be an upcoming actor that's kind of come out of nowhere. Look mm-hmm. at Daniel Craig. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Pierce Brosnan is pretty established when he got it. Yeah. How, he was, how was Timothy Dalton when he got it? Who was he? <laughs> he was a bit of a no-namer. Roger Moore. I can't really speak on Roger Moore. Where he, he was pretty well-known. Because yeah. uh, he had his show, The Saint. Mm, okay. Yeah. Oh, he was part of The Saint. The original yeah. Saint, eh? Okay. Yeah. With, uh, with Dalton. They should find another George Lazenby. <laughs> I actually like George Lazenby. Because, <laughs> again, I told you I did the rewatch. Dude, Honor Majesty's Secret Service is so ahead of its time, it blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, I watched that movie, and it felt like it was filmed like five years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the, what, I think the reason why the action is so good in that movie, uh, filmed and edited, is that the director was the editor of the pre, all the previous Bond movies. Hmm. Oh, what about um, Game of Thrones? Richard Madden. Richard Madden? Yeah. Nah. No? <laughs> Too short? <laughs> is he short? I don't, I don't even know. I'm pretty sure it's the same height as Daniel Craig. They're both like 5'10", five, 5'9". Five, Did you ever watch that Bodyguard show? No. That from... Apparently that's you know pretty decent. <laughs> Maybe we'll check it out. All right, let's move on to our next topic that we probably should Batman. cover. <laughs> so the topic we're gonna cover is the Batman trailer. Oh shit! <laughs> so uh, yeah, from one to ten, how hyped are you? <laughs> yeah, probably like nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I loved it, man. I love the atmosphere they created just from the trailer alone. I love the the looks of it. The cinematography looks really, really good, really gorgeous. It's definitely digital, yep. and it looks like a David Fincher movie. Mm. It's got that vibe for sure, like yeah. that serial killer vibe. You can see it, yeah, with the the Riddler and what he's. Doing. Or actually, no. Let let me go beyond that. It looks like a Donny Villeneuve movie. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like that that whole opening in the coffee shop and then it moves in slowly in the coffee cup and then gets you muck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, Donny Villeneuve, is that you? <laughs> Colin Farrell. My God. If I didn't know that was Colin Farrell, I would never think that was Colin Farrell. Yeah. Uh, man, I, I want to see more of that. Apparently, he's not really in the movie much. Yeah, he said himself. It's like establishing... The, yeah. Yeah, so I guess we'll get more of him, hopefully. Catwoman looked really cool, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I'm not really that big of a fan of Zoe Kravitz. Is that Zoe Kravitz? Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy her, but she looked pretty fine in here. Even Because I showed the chill to my dad. He's like, whoa. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Catwoman. <rah." Yeah. laughs> like, whoa. She's got that, like, really strong bone structure, like, very comic book mm-hmm. Same with uh, Robert Pattinson. And uh, did you notice that? As Batman. <laughs> I didn't, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the Bruce Wayne. Only because of his hair. Yeah. Just like yeah. the emo hair. Like I, was, I was actually just going to touch about, on that. I, I think they purposely made him ugly. 
<laughs> like, or maybe that was his idea. He's like, can I look ugly? Like, I'm always handsome all the time. Can I look ugly? But, like, Bruce Wayne is not supposed to be. <laughs> He's supposed to be, like, a like kind of a playboy, right? Not not on the Tony Stark level. Yeah, but this is year two, so he doesn't have that persona that, yet, technically. He's still a young, rich kid kind of thing? Or? Sure. <laughs> Oddly enough, he had like he looks young, but he's actually older than Bale when he started. Did they ever really establish that? Like you, there've been comics where they follow Batman from year one and everything. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. But what about Bruce Wayne? Like how how much has he really grown? Like did they ever really focus on Bruce Wayne? I don't know, you know? but I, I was just gonna say what well, basically Bale was like twenty seven, twenty eight when he started. Yeah, and Pattinson's like my age or like a year young. He's an eighty six or eighty seven kid. Yeah, I believe. But anyways, um, <laughs> the funny thing about the Batman comics, it's a lot. <laughs> Maybe I'll get roasted for it. I don't know. No one listens to my podcast. <laughs> a lot of things about the Batman comics, it's like uh, it's very similar to Jesus's story in the Bible. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know, there, there's the it, same with Jesus. There's the opening, like it covers his childhood. <laughs> the <and> opening. Then, <laughs> the opening. You're talking about like- the ch- opening and then you know it just jumps forward to like when he's like 30 when he comes back from <laughs> his get travels nothing yeah and then in between is like the lost years <laughs> it's very similar <laughs> Jesus Christ Batman <laughs> the greatest story ever told <laughs> very similar uh, maybe they're going a different route because as you know in um, well if you read this, the actual script for Batman Begins mm-hmm. uh, he's 30 because you know how it was his birthday and when he walks in at the end, it, that was his thirtieth birthday. They don't oh, say it. They right. don't say it in the movie. So that's why it's such a big party. Yeah, yeah. So in that universe, it was a uh, at twenty five. He went missing, went training run, then came back. I don't know whether they're gonna do this time around. Maybe he just stays in Gotham and it's weird. And moats <laughs> with that hair. <laughs> God, that hair's too long, man. What do you think of the suit in action? Uh, it it looked pretty cool. It looked practical, and I love the whole just bullets bouncing off and kind of thing, but. I, I love the look of it. No, I'm a bit uh, conflicted on that. I, uh, I feel like he should be more hurt. <laughs> I think he is. <laughs> I think if, you, if like I try watching it frame by frame, he's kind of like freaking out a little bit. Like he's kind of going, <laughs> it's just so fast, right? Yeah. I hope he is because that would <laughs> suck. It's like, oh, you're Robocop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want him bouncing off. Him. I want him to react. <laughs> I think he was reacting. It's just... Because he was so full of rage, he's like, it's the adrenaline, man. Fighting like a young man. <laughs> <laughs> he's got those young bones still. <laughs> and always, I've always been a fan of Matt Reeves, the way he shoots action. Because mm-hmm. it looks like he's, I don't want to say doing the Hong Kong way, because he's basically doing it the entire time. Mm-hmm. He just plants the camera and just lets all this movement happen. I always felt his style, for me, it, it felt muted. Like, every all of his movies, there's, there's like a, a quietness or like a silence. Like going from, uh, I don't know, uh, let me in from yeah. there. There's there's just like this level of silence, but then things just build, 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 right? And but it, I'm it carried it through like the. the but I'm saying like the movies. camera remains still, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then he lets what's happening in the frame, the mise en scene, if you will, mm-hmm. tell the story. Mm-hmm. And that he always he did that and let me in. He did that in the Apes movies, and he's doing it again now. Yeah, yeah. and I like that because it. it does away with the whole, you know, the Batman stuff, uh, the Nolan universe. Yeah. Like it does away with the quick cutting and it does away with the whole camera just spinning around and around. <laughs> and so boring. The James Wan. <laughs> yeah. The James Wan. How did you feel about the like little sequence you got of the hand to hand? Like, the, the, do you like the look of it? Like, yeah, yeah. It's got you excited. It 
kind of reminds me a little bit of Nolan's. Just um, just that part but where he like does the spinning stuff. But more interesting? <laughs> just the spinning stuff. <laughs> I don't know. It, it felt more impactful from what I could see from the trailers compared to what we've seen from Nolan. So, Well, they're definitely going with the whole he's full of rage thing. Oh, yeah. He looks like a crazed animal. <laughs> yeah. But I hopefully, I mean, I, I personally like the bat, bat fleck version more where he's like more of like a calm not calm but like yeah. the way he fights is a lot more like um tactical yeah you know <laughs> where, years of experience at that point yeah yeah but whereas this one there's they're still doing with a whole uh nolan style where he's angry he's gonna rip them apart because he's so angry <laughs> it's like you know that meme or like that joke you see on the internet he's like i don't know bro when i go red it go, everything goes dark and i come to you and there's just bodies everywhere <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This is a bit of, <laughs> but jokes aside, I'm just, I'm just being a prick here. But it looks great. <laughs> yeah, I uh, can't wait. Probably my most anticipated movie for sure. <laughs> Did you like the Batmobile? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess yeah. Year two, you know, he's still still improving on the design. Well, technically, it's always been like either a muscle car or a Lamborghini. But to me, to us non-car fans, it's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference? Batman Returns had the best Batmobile. <laughs> Why not the first one? It's the okay, same it's Batmobile. The same one, I just remember Batman Returns a little more. All right, let's move on to the Black Adam trailer. Or like all DC stuff, yeah. So Black Adam trailer, what'd you think of that one? Uh, I don't know. Nothing really exciting. It, it just, it felt it had the same palette, like this darkness that just consumes all of DC stuff, except for Shazam. <laughs> uh, and... Yeah, it just looked samey to me for everything else, and I I didn't feel any excitement to it. And isn't he a good guy or an anti-hero? He looks very much like a villain. Yeah, like <laughs> from the trailer, they should probably start him off. But he's as supposed like to be a... an anti-villain. Oh, he started off as a villain, yeah, but then became an anti-villain. So he should probably hero be like a villain in Shazam first before he gets so movie. Technically. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really have much thoughts on it either. It's just so short. Yeah. Um. Let's. Uh. What's the next one? I do like a. How about the Flash one? Yeah, you, know, you get some Flash Michael one. Keaton, <laughs> kind of back of his head. You get his voice. <laughs> the <laughs> the way they sh- the color palette for when he goes to save his mom, it's like almost identical to the TV show. Yeah, which is fine. <laughs> and who's that other Flash people? I don't know. Like I, I, I thought the I thought the other guy was him. They look the same. <laughs> Might be Reverse Flash. I don't know. <laughs> and then there's that chick. Her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All but right. Well, it was great to hear Michael Keaton's voice again, though. That that got me excited. That that's the only thing that's hyping me up about the mm. movies. See Michael Keaton because he's my favorite Batman. Is he? <laughs> really? I grew up with him. Yeah, I, I don't know. I grew up with him too. It's, I would say he's my favorite. <laughs> okay, he's my most nostalgic. He's probably he's like the one favorite. you hold in your heart. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like how we hold Timothy Dalton in our heart. And maybe I have a bias just because I love Michael Keaton, the actor himself. Which is ironic than... because both actors only played those roles in two movies. <laughs> <laughs> I still think Ben Affleck is the best Batman, personally. That's just my personal choice. Mm. I get why people would think otherwise. But mm. it's just, when you, me, when I read the comics or the animated series, oh, hey, it's Ben Affleck just <laughs> lumbering around because he's so top heavy. He's got that damn jaw <laughs> from the animated series <laughs> any other new new uh, new uh. oh yeah let's talk about the uh, the fight scene i uploaded <laughs> right yeah kilo kilo 
So. Well, I can't talk what's, about what's it. What's the feedback? Like, I made it. Like, everybody loves it. Yeah. So what, do you, what do you think? Of no, it? I loved it. I, lo- I love the humor that you inst- put in. <laughs> the funny thing is, this is probably, like, my most, like, family-friendly work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not that much blood. <laughs> yeah, it's more comical because everything I do is, like, generally so overly dark. girl's getting hit. <laughs> yeah. But then she kicks your ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. Girl that's, power. That's me in the mask. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, the uh, the whole kicking of the balls and flying off thing, that's, that's hilarious stuff. <laughs> well, did I tell you what my plan is for, like, the idea for the story? Well, not really the story, but uh, how I'm going to name it. So the first one's Kilo. second one's probably going to be named Ton. <laughs> the third one's going to be Bomb. Whoa. Kilo, Ton, Bomb. <laughs> I know, Whoa. I know. <laughs> oh, my God, what a trilogy. <laughs> All right. Same actors? <laughs> Uh, probably it's just me in a mask again. Sick. Well, I was thinking you like you would fight her in the second one. Okay. Do you want to fight her in the second one? Yeah. I'm always down for stunts. Oh yeah. I'm still practicing my 720 falls. Oh, you mean the Hong Kong spin? You're still doing those? Yeah, I'm trying to. All right. Yeah. Well, that does for this episode, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. We will be back. Just didn't have a lot of time for prep for a proper double impact movie next review. Um, <laughs> hopefully, doing double impact next. So tune in for Jean-Claude. that. Jean Claude, Jean Claude Van Damme. Thanks for tuning in, and we will be back.